we gotta welcome our guests then, you know what I'm saying? Everybody, welcome to the Family Bloodline Podcast. Hey, I'm your girl Wanda. I'm your girl Che. And we got two new faces joining us tonight. Who do we have? Mm-hmm. Hi, everybody. I'm Tierra Phillips. I these are my cousins and my aunt. <laughs> I am a special education teacher. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And who's my awesome. other guest? I am Jadawan or Jay. These are my beautiful cousins. Uh, my brother is usually here. James is my little brother. <laughs> might be um, I am a, a licensed mental health therapist. And of course, I am a Libra, as I'm sure you've guessed. Oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So we are kicking off our, our mental health and wellness uh, this January. We're going to talk about a lot of, we're going to hit on a lot of different subjects. So let's just get into it. Yeah. So um, just before we get started, you guys, just just to get through the basics, let people know a little bit more about the two of you. Um, Tiara, how did you get started in your profession? Um, I have been wanting to work with children, honestly, all my life. Um, I My first job was at the Magic House, which is in St. Louis. <laughs> After that... <laughs> Um, I became. I love the magic house. (laughs) (laughs) I became a nanny, and then after that, um, I went into education. And my mom actually pushed me into special education. I didn't think I would love it, but turns out I do. So that's where I'll be. (laughs) Great. And um, how about you, Miss Jedwan? Well, let me get started in your profession. Uh, probably goes off the whole uh, wounded healer cliche. You know, mm. I had quite a, a, a colorful childhood that was not stable. A lot of moving around and all the et cetera's. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know. I always wanted to be a psychologist. I always said I was going to be a psychologist. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. I, I'm a one step down from that right now because I had, you know, life changes. But yeah, so that that's it. How long have a, how long have you been doing? How long have you been in your profession, Tiara and Jedimor, Tiara? Technically, being a certified teacher, I've only been certified for a year as of February. Okay. Um, but I've been working with children since I was 16. So, kind of awesome. all my life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of all your life. Okay. Hey, because a nanny, I'm sure, you know, working mm-hmm. with them kids when you're young and some stuff that yeah. you got to deal with. <laughs> yeah, I, I nannied a little bit for a while and I like, I loved it. I love when it. I was in Texas, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You can make but, good money doing that too. Oh yeah, you, you can, drop nice yeah. cards too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you get a lot of perks <laughs> with nannying. There are perks. And, how, and Key, how, how long have you been in your profession? Uh, I started a, a program in 2009 where I did my first internship. And I moved it to Florida and had to start over. But really, actually, I did. And in the Navy, I did sexual assault victim advocate. And I was a drug and alcohol like assistant. Wow. But but that's not, you know, as far as official licensing, though. Um, I've been officially licensed right under three. But I've been doing it um, as far as like a, a master's or graduate and above, probably since 2010. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. That's but, a long time. Was that about what eleven years? Yeah. Yeah, but 
it don't all count. You know what I'm saying? I think it sounds longer. <laughs> I, I, I ain't no Sigmund Freud now. Y'all gonna say, well, no, y'all, no, no, nah. No, 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 no. I, I was, you, you know, give I was me my 11 years. Nah, like, nah, you know what I'm saying? No, I, I, I was not licensed at the time. And then not even that. I just, you know, I was still in school some of the time. Some of it was internship. So I did a, a program that I started over when I moved to another state and then took a hiatus. Mm-hmm. So, uh, nah, it, it, so there was breaks in between that. And <laughs> I ain't gonna even front like that. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm, yeah. Well, you guys, right. that, those are just a couple of basic questions we wanted to get out of out of the way, just so you guys can get to to know who these two wonderful family people are, these wonderful women are. Um, and we're just gonna open up the conversation, talk about mental health and wellness and all kind of different aspects. Um, mm-hmm. let's just see where the conversation goes. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. So, like right now, with everything that's going on, I know a lot of people are dealing with like when in our community are dealing with a lot, right? So, like with the like Black Lives Matter, all that stuff, the mm, the so much the killings on. of our people, everything. So, I'm really like worried about like depression and PTSD dealing with that stuff. What do you ladies have to say about it? Um, for me personally, um, it has affected me as a teacher. It's hard for me to go in to my classroom to my predominantly black and brown students with a smile on my face when a black man was just murdered on social media. Mm -hmm. It's hard for me to stay politically correct while voicing my opinion to my students when they're upset, visibly. Mm -hmm. Like I had some students cry Um, so they knew about what was going on oh yeah oh yeah for sure and people think a lot of times oh kids don't know kids don't care kids know kids care and i was just gonna talk about an article i was reading um that came out with under a good morning america and that's exactly what they were talking about how kids can experience the same type of mental health issues and emotional issues that adults can Oh, yeah. Because I feel like that's a question that always comes up, you know. Right. Like, are the kids being as affected as the adults are? Like, So you got a group of students this school year who had the first part of their, the end of their last school year virtual. Total Mm -hmm. new. That's never been done. Okay. The beginning of their, this school year, completely virtual. And now this school year where you're pulling them into buildings for testing and like it's so much going on around them. Everything is affecting them. Yeah. Even Mm -hmm. beyond BLM and what's going on with the black community. Mm -hmm. Everything around them is affecting them right now. You bet. What about you, Ms. Jedwan? What's your opinion about everything that's going on and how it's affecting mental health in, in our community and, and beyond um well the benefit or, or the blessing that to me and per, my personal opinion that has come of all this uh tragedy is that 
I am experiencing more black people as clients, like an upsurge oh, in wow. black clientele. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in particular women, particularly women. It would be wonderful to see men, more men, but I, but de- particularly women. But yeah, there's I'm seeing an increase in black clients. Wow, mm-hmm. you don't think so about do it you? that way. Yeah, like with the with the pandemic and everything that we dealt with in 2020, going into 2021. Mm-hmm. How do you think though, Tiara, that would affect like the student life? Um, some of my students at the beginning of this school year didn't have a place to live. It's hard for you to come to school and focus on school, even if it is virtually, if you don't have nowhere to lay your head, your mom lost her job. You know what I'm saying? It's it's so many outside factors that go into it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you're trying to get students to just even come to school and function, that's hard. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah, because you can't function hungry. I know that for sure. You can't function hungry, homeless, none of that. Okay. Just can't. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, poor kids, because, you know, it's enough bullying and stuff going on in in prominent schools. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if a kid can't really, you know, they don't have a place to stay, might come to school and ain't been able to take a shower or something. And then that's more bullying and that's more mental stress. And it's yeah. just, it's like a trickle effect up and down and around, you know, yeah. all the way around. So, yes. Okay. And Jetta, when you spoke on how like your, uh, your clientele is mostly um, women, how mm-hmm. do you think we could get men more involved in their mental health? Oh, I didn't know. Not most of them aren't women, actually. Oh, but I'm seeing okay. it. Okay. Black and, and black clients, um, and particularly black women, that are coming to therapy. But mm-hmm. before we answer, I want to go back to something Tierra was saying about you know okay. the the milestones that that you know children in particular, children of color, because of um, you know disproportionate impoverished in, um, environments, etc. But the milestones they experience before they can even come to school, and I think she was saying how basically the, the point you all were saying the sentiment was how can you focus on school. When you have all these external factors, these negative factors, yeah. which impacts us as a race, period, which is why there's, I speak out against um, IQ testing, which I've taken classes for, but they're biased because if we, you know, but all that points to something called the Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And what it says is all your social needs, you know, the, you know, the whole, you know, your needs need to be shelter, food, et cetera. All these needs need to be met before you can even start to self-actualize, right? Oh, yeah. And self-actualize, you know, receive a certain amount of education, be able to absorb it, et cetera. So given that if you implement that theory into what Tierra said as far in terms of education and what, what children of color are disproportionately experiencing, what is that saying? I think it's very, we see it. We're seeing it as, as, as children go into adulthood, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our graduation rates are increasing, but look at what's happening. You know, look at St. Louis. Yeah. You, know mm-hmm. you know, look, you know, how can they focus on school? Well, first of all, when the books are, are 10 years or 15 years old, Girl. but we ain't got no damn food. And, 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 you know, you got, you eating cornflakes with water for breakfast and, or you hungry and you hoping the only way you're going to eat breakfast is when you go to school or you being beat up or beaten and watch mm-hmm. your mama doing illegal things or parents right. domestic violence in and the he's house. supposed to go to school and thrive meanwhile mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying ned flanders 
came from this, you know what I'm saying? Even if his, his, his household is not two parent, it is, it is very stable and quiet and, you know, they got a warm meal and they might smoke pot, you know what I'm saying? But, but they, they come in from a place of stability and, and where they wow. are able to receive and absorb education. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I, I think the disparities are great and I, I wish, you know, it, it is a uh, very disheartening. To it me. is. Yeah. Exclamation it point. Is. Damn it. Cause I mean, shoot, I can talk for myself when I was growing up in high school, I could, I could literally see, like, look at my transcripts from high school and I could tell when I was having a bad time at home and when I wasn't because my grades would drop down from A's and B's to C's or a B my, you know what I mean? Like your grades can reflect what's going on in your household sometimes, you know? I mean, even me being, being from a single parent household. My mom had to go to work and go to school. It wasn't no option. Right. So I didn't have anybody at home with me to help with homework. Mm-hmm. I didn't have nobody at home with me to help with projects mm-hmm. because that was my reality. Right. Ultimately, it made me a stronger person. Well, However, that's... like Jadawan was saying, it's just, it, it's disproportionate. Like you, it's, it's just hard. Yeah. It's hard. And everybody doesn't become stronger in those situations. Right. You know. You you're blessed if you gain strength from from things like that. So, so just before we get back started, uh, Pooh, you like we were talking about like born with mental health issues versus versus developing them later. Mm, like, see. do are your like your kids in your class were some of them born with mental health issues see, this or is the thing. this stuff developed? If my students, some of them on paper are born with it um but do i feel like they have it not necessarily wow um but there are some students who develop it later on in life um i think it just depends it depends on the student um like for example students with autism they have a hard time socially interacting with their peers so they tend to be a little more depressed at moments. I had a student last year who I found I was cutting herself. Mm. Um, and that was very disheartening. Of that was my first year of teaching. Yeah. Oh, goodness. So it was heavy. It was heavy. Not bad. Um, I didn't know what to do with that information. Yeah. But, so I was thinking, like, as being a new teacher, like, dealing with stuff that, you know, like, more seasoned teachers, Right. have seen for a while is and you dealing with dealing with with your first year had yes. to be crazy right yes um it it was crazy um it just make you really sit back and think like wow like yeah it's more than just because everybody thinks all the time kids don't got no responsibilities all they got to do is go to school right like mm-hmm. no it, it's deeper than it well, it's deeper taught. than it correct it's deeper than that, especially yeah. in the black community. What you got to do? I go to work. I pay the bills. I do this. I do that. Okay. Well, they dealing with a lot as well. Right. So do you think that's based off uh, when you speak, based off one of the question, do you think it's uh, more of behaviors you see or is it just like, would you think they're like what she was getting at? Is it what they were born with? Or do you just be behaviors that you see that be like, uh, this particular person may have this or 
he all right. He just playing around. You know what I'm saying? How do you determine that? I think some students are born with it. Some students develop it later in life because of whatever may have happened. Trauma um, or... Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's a, a number of things that could have happened. Mm-hmm. Um, for the students that are born with it and do have it from birth, they tend to actually cope with it a lot better than students who develop it later in life. Mm. Because it's like me with my hand. If I'm born with it, I know how to move around it. I know how to navigate it. Mm. Like we've been through this since I was born. I got it. Versus Mm -hmm. a sixth grade student who is having, is struggling socially because she was diagnosed with autism two years ago. Yeah. That's a different story. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. Definitely. So it just depends. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jetawan? Because I think I, um, in your profession, you work with with older adults, um, right? No, well, no, no. not mm-hmm. necessarily. Nope. I contract to a teen site. I contract to a, a couple site. Mm. Um, adults. So no, all, all I don't deal with kids. I don't. I want to say deal. I don't work with children. Mm-hmm. That tells you a lot with the word I just used. <laughs> um. <laughs> Definitely not not five and under. Yeah, that was a Freudian slip, as they say. Five <laughs> yeah. and under. I, I like uh, 13 and above. Um, I think that in some ages, I think it's a lot of it is um, at certain ages can be almost like it's, it's best left uh, to behaviorists, behavior analysts, because there's so much that they're only going to process on certain levels. Because certain parts of your brain are not even fully developed until you're 22. And there's a, like an interesting word called plasticity. That talks about brain development, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But until you're 22, so but but with that said, at like seven and eight, and you're not gonna sit and process things in a cognitive level. Right. I can't make a connection between thoughts, feelings, and behavior, or, or or implement narrative therapy. You know what I'm saying? I think that it. That's right. why you have sand tray therapy, right? And that's why they use puppets and stuff. Children speak a different language, and, and you know, and so yeah. So I I, I do deal with all of, but but I, I 13 is my cutoff, preferably. I, yeah. I, I usually refer out if people try to get me get little kids. Yeah. I know with, um, with, with younger students also with autism, we use a lot of play and behavior mm-hmm, therapy and pretend. Mm-hmm, oh, mm-hmm. this dog hit him. How do you think that made him feel? Oh, okay. How does it make you feel when someone hits mm-hmm. you? Ooh. Yeah. It's yes. mirroring because autism is a social relatedness disorder. It is a social mm-hmm. relatedness and people don't know to understand that. And, and like you said, a lot of the frustration sometimes, you know, and it comes, it's a spectrum disorder and it's actually called ASD now, autistic spectrum disorder, autism mm-hmm. spectrum disorder. It's not, they don't have Asperger's syndrome anymore or a different form at all. They just label the whole thing a spectrum disorder and they do a uh, tongue tied a new DSM-5. And so, yeah, like Sierra was saying, they teach them social relatedness and, and that young lady was probably cutting because cutting is a sign. A lot of times people uh, see cutters because I get a lot of teenagers that cut course you know what i'm saying i used to only uh, work with teenagers i did that for like three years only adolescents um but people would and they think oh my gosh my kid gonna kill themselves lord help me right and and, you know the parents like somebody do something you know and i think that it is very for them it's validating when you sit in front of somebody and say i I get it it's not that you want to kill yourself you were experiencing a lot of distress pain trauma etc all these mm-hmm. negative emotions that they didn't know how to express. Yes. Right. And so what that cutting is, is it's like, it's, it's like, a, um, if you think about it symbolically, it is them 
letting pain it is inside out. And it, these are kids who usually have poor tools for communication. Mm. Children with autism who are high functioning, mm. frustration. Ah, that happens a lot with children with autism mm. because they don't know how to express if they haven't, if their parents didn't start developing that at an early age, like go take them to Tierra, they don't know how to express it. So by the time they're a teenager, a lot of times it goes undiagnosed if they're high functioning. Yes. They mm. so, they're so frustrated because they don't know what, they don't understand why they cannot relate socially to people or why they feel uncomfortable with eye contact or in certain social situations. And, and that's when you see this. Yeah, and that's um, I don't like eye contact too much. Well, Luanda, <laughs> we've been trying to talk, you know. Not <laughs> well, cousin, we're gonna talk about that offline. <laughs> a lot of a lot of girls with autism they get diagnosed later because a, a lot of them are high functioning, mm -hmm. and um, mental health starts soon after they're diagnosed. Usually, boys, you can tell a little early on. You know, like oh, that's maybe interesting. He might yeah. he could be tested. But girls, mm -hmm. because they are, they can, they can sit in class and be perfectly fine and follow mm -hmm. along and keep up. Boys, oh, really? it's just different. It just looks different. It looks That's totally different. Yeah, I didn't Women, know that. Females yeah. are more verbal, period, as a gender. Yeah, that's right. right. And so even, so their social, poor social skills will look different, like Tierra was saying, that, than a male's social, poor social skills. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. So I guess like if she's quiet, it's possible, like like quiet and like kind of standoffish. And that's her. She had perfect straight A's, perfect mm -hmm. C. Her organization, good mm -hmm. she 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 organizing out the window. No organization skills and social skills. She lacked. She had friends, but she had those same friends every single school year. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I, I think that goes back to my question that was asked earlier. Uh, so you can really tell the behaviors of different types of mental illness, I should say, you know, like yeah. the, the depression, the, the autism, the, is different, the signs are pretty much there. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna show you something dirt. Yeah, as a matter, like Tierra was saying with theirs, and when I said it, no, it but, but basically this is a DSM. And so basically it, 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 it's what you, we use to diagnose people. Um, yeah. And it gives you the nuanced differences between each mental illness. And there's something mm -hmm. called a differential diagnosis between on each diagnosis page. And it tells you it, it is the difference between bipolar disorder versus major depressive disorder yeah, versus. And um, I bet it's a lot of subtle things. Depressive disorder. Yeah. You got to know this in order to pass for licensed mental health therapist. You, yeah. you got to know this. Yeah. That's, that, that's our test. We got to know mm. this. Um, that's a big so, old yeah. book. Right. <laughs> But yeah, each mental illness looks different in its duration, time, yeah, the, you, the duration right. of things, um, you like know, relational issues, occupational, like this, social, educational. Did it just started when you were 10 or 12 or 13? Like. Yeah. And then Tierra was also saying, um, you know, she said sometimes, you know, it, it may not happen to the older when they're, you know, going through certain stress and everything. That's called the um, diathesis, diathesis stress model, what Tierra was, yeah, what she was attesting to. And basically it says that, um, say we, one parent had schizophrenia mm -hmm. and, and you went on along in life and you never had any symptoms of schizophrenia, but you are encountered, you have to encounter the perfect storm for it to mm -hmm. surface. Mm -hmm. So like a trigger, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some yep. type of trigger. Yeah. Yeah. The right stressors. 
Okay. It could be biological, environmental, sometimes a, com a combination of all of those things. Weed. Weed is known to trigger schizophrenia, believe it or oh. not. Yep. Cannabis. Dang. Yes. Oh. If you if it's if it's hiding in the in the background, you smoke weed, one hit, schizophrenia. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Wow. Yep. So like so I guess the chemical. I like so it's like a chemical type. <laughs> I'm just talking about in general. It's it's that's that's what is that what you base a mental illness on? There's like a chemical imbalance somewhere, or how do you it just nah. how do you mm -hmm. categorize it or uh you know a mental illness is a set of things, right? You know what I'm saying? Diagno diagnoses have um, different criteria, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it's not just one thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Like when a student gets diagnosed with autism, autism, I'm sorry, we look at them academically. We look at them, we look at them socially. Mm -hmm. And we also use data from parents. How are they acting at home? Because how a student act at home versus at school could be totally different. Oh my God. Don't I know it. We use so all three of those criteria. Plus we still have to run multiple on top of multiple tests. Mm -hmm. So yeah. a, a student could be, I got a student this year in first grade. He the highest student in first grade. He's in gifted and everything. He will not make eye contact with me to save his life. Wow. He just won't do it. I mean, he it's, hears you. He <laughs> remember, it's a social relatedness disorder, little Wanda. So, yeah. And yeah. I think a lot of high-functioning folks running around here are on the spectrum. <laughs> you know, it's a lot of high-functioning engineers, yes, computer man. science geeks. Look yes. at our president. Um, aeronautics people that are high-functioning. <laughs> no, he doesn't. That's narcissism. That's something totally different. That's narcissism. Totally narcissism. Crazy. Yeah. 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 I don't know what that is. <laughs> to answer Dirt's question about mental illness, I'm trying to think it like the not. It affects your mood. Let me see. A mental illness, like a definition I'm trying to see, affects mood, thinking, and behavior. Like Sierra was saying, that, that's when, if they, if, if something go, impacts those three realms, then you, it, it can be diagnosed as a mental illness. If there's a mood related, like um, it's relational, occupational, social, um, and educational. Like Sierra yeah. was saying, in, in school, they see certain things, and that's why they, they test at home. How are they at home, except, yeah. I had an interesting question. What do you guys think about pharmaceuticals and, and the pills that they give the kids? You know, are you for that type of pharmaceutical Treatment. intervention or you, would you rather kids just go to therapists and, you know, I mean, for Tierra? Yeah. Kids? I mean, kids and adults just, yeah. you know, that was something we talked about because, uh, cause like coming up, uh, I had to put my daughter, one of my, my daughter's on uh they classified her as ADHD, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And I love my baby, free spirit and everything. And uh it was more for her to focus more in the classroom mm -hmm. when they talked so we were more for it. And then once we put her on it, she was like once she came home, it was just like, you know, it wasn't it wasn't the same child. She was just like stuck, yeah. you know. So I was like, Hey, you want to go play 
you know, and she like, no, I'm cool. Go ahead, Tiara. I'm sorry. So, Dirt, you said you had to put her on them. Why did you uh, feel like you had to? Like I say, I didn't. It was more for the caucus in classroom because it was more for because she wasn't retaining what they was doing in the classroom. You know what I'm saying? And they was like, you know, just like I say, that's why I say I'm listening to medical professionals. You know what I'm saying? That's the whole. Mm-hmm. That's my child. I know how my child is and everything is, you know, instead of taking my route, listening to my gut, I listen to the medical professional. So mm. that's why I was asked to put it out there. So this is my opinion. For some students, it helps. For some students, it doesn't. For some students, they just need a new environment. Maybe their teacher just isn't teaching the way they need them to be taught. Mm-hmm. Maybe their teacher is just not equipped to handle that student. Um, I got some students that, no offense, when they're in their gen ed class with white teachers, their their behavior issues. They come to mm-hmm. me. I tell them, sit your butt down. Guess what they're going to do? Sit down. So I think it just depends. Um, but I do have some students who I'm like, Oh, he on medication. I can tell the difference. He's sitting down. He focused. He's okay. And then mm-hmm. sometimes I'm like, you don't need no medicine. You just need somebody who going to get with you how you need to be got with. Right? Some structure. Exactly. Yeah. Get to because like, exactly. like, like you said, her, her grades and everything skyrocketed. The focus was there in school, but oh. by the time she got home, it was still, she was still in that state of like where my baby girl at as opposed to you know what I'm saying? She's still focused. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, I tell parents all the time, you do not have to take our recommendation. If you feel like we diagnosed your child wrong, go to two, three, four, five, six doctors and get other medical opinions. You do not have to medicate your child if you I don't want to. I'll say that about my baby because she was... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but if you feel like she needs it, that's a different story. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, but you know, it was a struggle in the relationship. You know, the mother felt that I didn't feel this. So that was, uh, you know, that was some other turmoil and mm-hmm. other facts in the household, you know what I'm saying? That people had to deal with, you know what I'm saying? Dealing mm-hmm. with it. It ain't just the child. It's also the, the parents having to deal with that too. So that's why I posted. Mm-hmm. And like, I have a, I have a fourth grade student this year who was reading at the beginning of the year on maybe like a first grade level. He had been just pushed through school this whole time. We've been asking mom, take him to the doctors. He was mm-hmm. going on. He's now on medication and his grades are going up. Mm-hmm. His scores are going up, but I always check in with him. How are you feeling? Are you still liking your medicine? Are you sure? How does it make you feel? Are you hungry? Are you thirsty? And I communicate that with his mom. Hey, today he felt this way. Maybe you should talk to the doctor about taking the dose down a little bit. Um, like changing medicine. Like I always communicate with my parents. Always. That's good. Mm. I I think that's exceptional. Tierra, you're an exceptional educator. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. I don't know if a lot of teachers do that. Yeah. You have any <laughs> thoughts on that, Jedwan? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, let me see here. I have to have a different perspective, of course, because I am not here as the educational expert. 
Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just speak on it, cousin. Speak on right. it. That's right. Um, I, I think that, so yeah, because I, when I was a therapist in school, I did grade school like one year and was like, mm, y'all know how I feel about it. <laughs> 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 I got tired of it. It ain't for everybody. Yeah, no, nah, it ain't for me. Yeah, it, it was, you know, it, and I, they, of course it got a lot of ADHD. And and like Tia was saying, you know how she was like, you see the difference when she was like, sit your butt down. Structure is all really all you can do with structure. It's important that they have structure in the home and mm-hmm. in the classroom. Yeah, and, and it looks, the interesting thing about ADHD is that a lot of times it looks like autism. Sometimes people think it's autism. Mm. structure is the key for both of them. It's, it's key mm-hmm. or imperative to both um, diagnoses. Yeah. That's just I, interesting. Like um, think about think, our community though, like the structure, it can be off sometimes because you have working parents yeah, and yeah. then you have parents, you know, then there's like maybe younger siblings or older siblings that are like doing other things. Mm-hmm. So it's like our, the structure is different. Ah, yes and no because remember so structure I think a lack of structure in homes is ubiquitous I think across the board sometimes in American society mm-hmm. I don't think you know it could be race like you said it, it, a lot of black families you know work in etc but white f- folks even when they do have parents in the home we won't even say white if you want to even go to to keep it in socioeconomic statuses right. people of higher socioeconomic statuses a lot of times the mom some you know you find that she lacks the motivation or the know-how the wherewithal parenting skills etc to to implement structure with their children and then you have the like household. nannies absolutely <laughs> right yeah or you nannies get people, like me yeah you get mm-hmm. nannies who can do this for them so yeah i think that that structure but it, it does as far as dirt your question i think you know our people it, it, as a whole have a distrust for the medical profession because mm-hmm. this is not our our remedy for healing um, I think naturally, right? This is what we what was forced upon us when we came yeah. here. And I think that trickles down. And I think that different medical experiments that were we were the the you know unwilling participants in right. reinforced that fear. Tuskegee mm-hmm. experiment. There's what's a lady yeah. Henrietta? There's a woman who you know she's they still use her her genes for gynecological studies. Yeah, black woman. Um, yeah, she's been dead a long time. Um, but there have been, I remember in Louisiana, there's a lot of true stories about people who experimented on their slaves with, with medical experiments, et cetera. Mm, but, so, I yeah. mean, we got, we got it honest, right? You know what I'm saying? The fear that, that dirt, you know, as he was the distrust, mm. but as Tia was saying, I think medication is not necessarily. <laughs> that made me think about that episode of Lovecraft Country we watched. When he was, when all them slaves and all them people, he was that was a true story on. though. That was based off a true story. Oh, yeah, which yeah, was crazy. So like he was sewing parts of black people mm-hmm. together, basically Frankenstein style. Yeah, but it's yeah, but like yeah, that was it's like, true. and I didn't know that was a true story until I talked to Jadawan about it. Yeah, and I was like, oh my god. Yeah. So it's, so the distrust is real, but going back, it's yeah. a pre ADHD. Um, is a neurological disorder there and it, it, it does affect your prefrontal lobe you know so so it is it's a, a real thing and it affects impulsivity yes mm. you know what i'm saying it, it, and so the kids have to literally be taught how to slow down and, and, and not to react and respond instead of react and so yeah it, it, it is a disorder that is a neurological disorder dirt so it's real yeah and you know if she was still zombified when she got home 
Sounds like she may have been on. T- I, I can't give medical advice, but right, she may have needed to change. Right. Yeah, the no, dosage may have been on. Yeah, and and that's why we definitely eliminated it after that. I'm like, no, I need my baby girl out. Like maybe at home, though. Remember, but she still needs to be yeah, able to correct. absorb information too. Cor- correct, and like oh, I say, no. but then that's where that's where it was at. It was just more. Okay, she, she free harder than good spirit like me because she know the process that we went through. You know what I'm saying? We went through that to try to help her, but mm. we found out that it wasn't beneficial for her. So, yeah. you know what I'm saying? We like, no, yeah. we just don't accept her like, like she is. And, and then, like you say, it just got more stern, but not too stern because we still didn't understand what was going on. So yeah. we yeah. just gave her, gave her the platform, let her do her and, you know, and I kept my social butterfly. Right. <laughs> and I want to tell y'all something interesting. That's cute. Dirt. That, yeah. <laughs> so there is, oh my gosh, I can't remember the name of it. Dag Nabbit. There is basically a school of thought that, that suggests that the reason why, if our children are, are if you see that diagnosis more prevalent amongst our children, is because we naturally have a rhythm inside us that other races don't. And there, and it goes back to Africa in a way that and we're more kinetic, et cetera. There was, and so it, it was, a, oh gosh, it's been at least 10 years, but they had it. I remember there was a whole report about it and they would um, have drum play involved in education and allow mm. them in more movement. And they said, and they said that the reason why our children look different at this age in terms of behavior is because genetically we are different. We require more movement because mm. we have a, a like a a natural endemic rhythm, which is okay. like Van Zant probably kind right, of like, holistic thinking. But yeah, there's a theory about <laughs> it, that. It makes sense to me because <laughs> I like sitting there, just sitting there in front of a, a teacher who's just telling you, just telling you information, telling you information, and you're just supposed to take all of this in, and you got all of your rhythm on the inside of you mm. yes and then what yes yeah so that makes a lot of sense really i'm gonna have to definitely start you know putting this thought towards my children and the way that they're doing school and stuff because i get frustrated they get frustrated yeah. and everybody in the house frustrated so <laughs> go to your separate areas <laughs> figure I'm, it out tomorrow I'm like you know what I don't know what this new math is I don't, ain't, that's not what you know you know like oh, it's just they, and yeah. they like they like I don't know what this new math is either and, and so everybody like so I like so what you see the school to do all they just sat there and stared at them pretty much <laughs> oh lord but yeah like like we were saying uh, kids learn differently and you gotta you got to customize learning sometimes for real. For sure. Oh, yeah. Because, like, right now I'm dealing with the twins and their personality is like yin and yang, totally. You know, they're uh Oh, yeah, the twins. Totally different things. the world. Yeah, you know, uh, Wanda and Che get to see them, you know. <laughs> them guys, uh, they're totally different, but. Aww. They're still one, you know. Sometimes they ain't popped up tonight. <laughs> it's beautiful to see that aspect of it, you know. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. We're going to um wrap this up, just giving some great um references for people. I know Tiara, you said you had a few references you want to read off and 
Um, but since we already have a family member, Jenna, hello. Let's start with you. Let's start with the family reference first. Let the people know how to get in touch with you, cousin. Oh yes, I have. Yes, I do do online therapy. Thank you. Yes, yes. Um, I am on a few panels or, or cash. Um, J A T A U A N J at gmail.com. Just hit me up and we can uh, schedule a session. Awesome. Go ahead, Tierra. Okay, so my number one go-to that I give to everybody is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. You don't necessarily have to feel like that you are, are, you are about to commit suicide to call this number. If you're experiencing any type of mental health distress, call this number and they can help you. You can tell them, hey, I don't have insurance. Like Fat was saying about the different um, socioeconomic statuses. If you don't have insurance, you don't have money, they can find you programs that are either free or income-based. So that number is 1-800-273-8255. And that's the National, um, National Suicide Prevention Hotline number. The other um, reference that I would like to talk about is the National Alliance for Mental Health Illnesses. Mm -hmm. It's called NAMI for short. Mm -hmm. um, they also offer free counseling as well as free group sessions. Their phone number is 800-950-6264. So whether you're rich, poor, homeless, whatever the case may be, you can get yourself some help. Awesome. Yeah. And Thanks, for yeah. all of our uh, military affiliated oh, yeah. uh, friends and family, York, you can always reach out to militaryonesource.com. Mm -hmm. Militaryonesource.com. They will get you screened in. You'll get some session, free sessions. They'll set you up in your area, and it'll be no cost to you. Awesome. If you're in Florida, thank you, James. Camaraderie Federation, free therapy, and go to your local VA. Mm -hmm. 211 and, and with United um, for several states, free mental health. They even have, they in some states like Florida, they will dispatch a professional to you 24 hours a day for mental health emergencies. Right. Great. And Good references. And and suicide. There are tons of apps too that you can download to your phone. Um, mm -hmm. Some of them charge you weekly, some of them charge you monthly. Um, so if you don't have transportation, you can also contact a counselor or therapist virtually. Mm -hmm. So you don't necessarily have to get up and travel or go anywhere. Right. Um, not, the apps aren't free, um, but there are several. Like one is Regain. That's the one I use personally. Mm -hmm. um, and it's amazing. So, mm -hmm. Oh, I'm a contract on Regain. Really? <laughs> <laughs> yep. And we're going to have all this information available for you guys who are watching. Um, we're going to put it in the description of the video. Also, um, should have a tag on the end of the video as well. So, um, well, you know what, guys? I had a great time talking to you guys today. Thank you, guys. So much fun. Thank you, Tiara. Thank you, Jedawan, for coming on to the Family Bloodline podcast, talking to us about Thanks mental health me. and wellness. Uh, hopefully we can get back together and do this. Again. I know we gonna get we gonna get the ladies okay. back. We gonna have us a ladies chat because <laughs> some of the stuff that we were talking about earlier. Okay, everybody so but fat. Can get we back do a, on for that? Everybody but fat. Can we do a, a round, round of applause? applause. This is all round of applause. There, round oh. of applause. Oh, gotta go around. <laughs>
So thanks, y'all. Yeah, thank you for having us. I hope everybody have a good night. Good day. Absolutely. Love you guys. Love you too. Everybody say bye. Love y'all. Love y'all. Good night. Good night. Somebody come take my dog out. It's late. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah.